hang on a minute. What are we even talking about today? Oh, honey, we're giving the people what they want. Hello, Wolfpack. Welcome back to the Sex Den Podcast. You are here with your hosts, Lauren and Camille, for episode number 15. Can't say. One five. This is so... So this is super exciting. We are here for episode number 15. It is also the last day of your den mother, Lauren's... 29th year of life <laughs> okay this is really so she's confusing. actually turning 29 <laughs> yeah why don't you go ahead and explain how we think of age <laughs> okay so my dad is always just you know thinking of things in a strange well I don't know if it's strange but it's just like atypical yes and um he <laughs> I forget what year it was. Maybe it was his 50th birthday. He's like, well, I'm actually in my 51st year of life. And we're like, dad, what do you mean? He's like, well, think about it. When you're born, you're not one, you're zero. And then you grow <laughs> you work up, your way up to one. you work your way up to one year. So by the time you're, you turn one, you're actually on the last day of your first year. So yes. the second you turn one, you're actually in your second year of life. <laughs> yeah. So it's like an end marker rather than the beginning. So we should yeah. be saying like, I'm 20, I'm 29, but really I'm in my 30th year. Like I'm working toward my 30th. You're working toward your 30th year. So it's the, actually your birthday is the last day of that specific year for you. But right. this is wrapping up 28 for Lauren. So yeah, very exciting. 29, 29 tomorrow. Yes, yeah, so yeah. this launches on Lauren's birthday. So quick reminder, give us a follow on Instagram at the Den Mothers. That is our podcast page where we post new episodes, updates, journal prompts, so many cool things. Mm -hmm. And our personal pages are at She Wolf Lauren and at Camille Misbach. So welcome to episode number 15. Woohoo! So this is just a little sad piece of episode, I guess. Why? <laughs> we will not be having an episode next week. Mm, Sorry yeah, about it, Wolfpack. So I'm we need a little a break. Yes, Lauren is going on a full week retreat and she can give a little update on that on her weekly update. So this podcast launches on October 14th. October 20th, we will not have an episode, but we will be back for episode 16 the week after that. So let's do a weekly update. We didn't do one last time. Lauren, how's yes. your week? Man, my week has been so huge. It's been so huge. I, um, you know, what's funny. Sometimes I disclose things here on our podcast before I do it with my friends. It just feels like yes, this you is do. the time for you and I to talk. Um, but this week was really, really big. Shane and I both got tattoos. We um, put an offer in on a house <laughs> up here in like the Lake Arrowhead Big Bear area. We're really wanting to settle down. It's been kind of just wild. We were going to travel for a long time. I 
by December, I will have been like without a place for six months. And uh, we came up here to the Big Bear area and just really fell in love with it. We're both mountainy forest people. And so we found our dream home, put an offer in on it. They told us that we got it. And then the next day accepted a different offer. So it was heartbreak central. But there is still an opportunity for us to get it, and we find out today. <laughs> so we'll wow. see. It's kind of like a crazy birthday week. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's been – this week was really beautiful. It was a lot. I'm hosting a retreat coming up in Austin, like just for my clients, and it's just been incredible. Really, truly an incredible week, but I'm exhausted. So I can't wait to sleep tonight into my 29th year. <laughs> Wow. So exciting. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about your tattoos in uh, the next segment because we decided this week – well, I still have my weekly update to do. Okay, I'm going to do my weekly update and then we're going to get into what we're talking about today. Okay, great. My week has been a series of heartbreaks. Oh, my (laughs) God. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I've actually – I've had a really good week. It's been an emotional week and a lot of ups and downs. But, you know, I am in therapy for some, you know, just everything. Honestly, every single person should do therapy. First of all, therapy should be made more – what word am I looking for? accessible more accessible to the world I really do wish it was like covered in all insurances for zero dollars because it is more important than physical health and Mm. I'm just recognizing I'm doing all this work on my own to get over trauma and also my therapist just knows her shit yeah she knows what I need she also is trained in psychology which means they know techniques and special things. So I've been working through a lot of panic attacks and she's given me some really great ways Mm. to work through those things. So I feel very equipped with skills now where I'm not panicking about having my next panic attack. Uh, I am just able to work through it. And it's like, I'm almost welcoming them as an opportunity for me to work through it and use my skills. So it's really beautiful. Also, I haven't disclosed this, but after talking to him, he said he's totally open to me talking about it but also Michael and I are doing therapy we're doing marital therapy which I also believe people should do Um, especially when you have certain problems I had this idea in my head of man if we go to therapy we're not seen as the perfect couple anymore and you know what that's true. We aren't the perfect couple and that's okay to say. And it's also okay for couples who are the perfect couple to get therapy and to have an unbiased opinion and talk through things in your relationship has been really great for us. And we're excited about it. We're growing. We're on our own journeys and we need to time to focus on the two of us. So that has been really great. Good. And then another enormous update is I have been building my business and website on the back burner. (laughs) Yes. Can we get an amen? Let me get an amen. So (laughs) my website is officially published. I am starting it out as a blog. I will turn this into eventually coaching, which I'm getting ready to start structuring that side. But for now I have all of my experiences, all of my work that I've been doing 
in the past couple months on my website. So you can go to camillemisbach.com and look at what I have to offer. And (laughs) I love it. I love it. I I created my first blog post. I'm really excited about it. I've been writing so much and I feel ready to share things with the world. So I'm going to announce it on Instagram, but I'm announcing it here first. And yeah, I'm really excited. I'm so proud of you. I obviously (laughs) cried when I was reading your first blog post. So that makes me really happy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It feels very good to use my voice. You're so ready. I'm so excited. You're going to be the most incredible coach. (gasps) Thank you. I really can't wait. I'm so excited for coaching stuff. Oh, and also I've just had a really big week. I signed up. So I want more things. I am a certified yoga teacher. I've obviously been going through so much lately where I'm learning skills that I know I'll be able to put into my coaching as well as playlists, creative things. Um, I want to offer a lot to people I'm coaching. And also I wanted to continue in learning about this kind of stuff. So I'm also signed up to become a certified energy healer. So (sighs) yeah, Reiki, breath work, all of that stuff. So that's going to be a part of my coaching too. So I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so Mm -hmm. proud of you. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. to wrap this up, it's been a very busy week for both of us. Yeah, we've had busy weeks. Busy weeks. And all, all good stuff. All good stuff. Yeah, it feels I'm really, really excited good. because I got to see you yesterday and the day before, and then you're coming up here for my birthday. For your birthday. Yeah, I'm heading for up to birthday. Big Bear. I, I forgot how much I love to sing, so I think I'm just going to exclusively be singing on this episode. <laughs> okay, great. This is going to be a sing-song podcast, and this episode is episode 15. We've decided to do 15 questions about your den mothers so that you can get yes. to know us more. We can talk about funny stories. It also might be – some of the things might be inspiring for people, so we have had <laughs> – We had questions from the audience as well as using Lauren's game called Big Talk to spark some, a little bit of a deeper question. And I think I mentioned that game in one podcast episode where if you're wanting to dive deeper with your friends, it's just a little card deck and it has prompts, question prompts, Mm -hmm. and it's a great way to get to know people. And it's going to be a fun way for you to get to know us better. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. This is going to be so fun. Hello Wolfpack, this is your den mother Camille just stopping in to say stick around because at the end of this episode I'm going to be sharing some of Donna's journals and if you are a long-term listener you know that a few weeks ago I explained that my mom shared journals with me from her friend Donna who passed away of cancer about 11 years ago so I'm finally ready to share them and I can't wait for you all to hear them too. Love you, stick around. Okay, Our so Our Wolfpack has great questions for us always. They they know what to say. And then some of the questions it's like, are you kidding me? Stop it. Oh my god. We get a, <laughs> I get so many questions. I already said this about shaving my head. Yes, of course All you do. All people want me to do is shave my head. I know. All people want me to do is shave my head again. They're like <laughs> So weird. Hello. I know. People have all the fetishes. So. Okay, so let's kick this off. Uh let's with do it. question number 1. How many tattoos do you have and what do they mean? <gasps> oh, my goodness. Mrs. Lauren. You want me to go first? You're going to go first. Okay. So I have a tattoo on my hip and I don't know if you consider it one or four because I got it done four different times. It's um, a series. 
it's a series. It's a series. And I was just looking at it the other day and I'm like, I kind of am just so pissed at myself for the way that I went about this tattoo. But I love it. I mean, I do love it, but it's just I don't know what I was thinking. Do you um, want to explain what it is? <laughs> sure. So I love the words. That I wrote this and I, I wrote with guidance from Mother Earth. She'll use her strength to fight, her voice to teach and her actions to lead. So that has been like my feminist mantra and my personal mantra for so long. I mean, since since I wrote it with we Kim, got those when I was I was eighteen. You were twenty. Yeah, so it's I been like nine years. Yeah, it's been nine years. So I got that, and then we were in Portugal, and I got a sun next to it, and then I got a moon on like the back part of it and I really like those two things but then I decided to go with a little chandeliering I don't really know what what happened I do remember when you got the chandelier yeah but I was like yeah it's gonna be like a chandelier like I wanted it to be kind of edgy and witchy and like yeah a chandelier thing and instead it just sort of looks like a string of twinkle lights between the words I don't know so I'm gonna probably eventually get it a little bit touched up but I really love it. It's the sun, the moon, and with guidance from Mother Earth quote. So I yeah. love what it means to me. Um, and then this week, so I've really been wanting to get a tattoo. Well, two separate tattoos because I think I'm probably going to end up getting like a half sleeve. Mm-hmm. But my – I got a tattoo this week and it's on my arm and it just says, <gasps> trust the timing of your life. It is my – it's my surrender. Like it's mm-hmm. trust, it's truth, it's surrender, it's everything to me, especially when things are hard. Like I don't know, getting, you know, your offer approved on a house and then them taking it away. <laughs> it's like, well, I have to trust yep. it that, you know, whatever. So there's that. And then I also got a tattoo in honor of Cami and me of our sisterhood. Oh. And I got 1414 and 1313 tattooed on my wrist. And if you don't know or if you are new to the Wolfpack, I was born at 1414 on October 14th and Camille was born at 1313 on March 13th. So we are – we have this like number thing, the 13s and the 14s that are really special to us and that's on my wrist. So – It's so special. She surprised me with it and I cried. And I cried. I I love that you cried. I want to just get that tattoo now immediately. So we should post after this episode launches, we should post pictures of our tattoos. I would love that. Mm-hmm. Just like on yeah. our stories to show people what they actually are. Um, yeah. Tell okay, your tattoo. I love your tattoos. I have two tattoos. I have one that says when we embrace equality, we will achieve world peace. That's on my oh. hip. That That one I got when I was 18. I absolutely love that. I want to like, do a line through the word equality though put and put healing when we embrace Mm -hmm. healing we will achieve world peace oh my i don't want to do it but i i mean i probably won't because i still love the real meaning but that that has stuck true to me now though i just feel so much like we're an unhealed world maybe Mm -hmm. man i don't know it's more of like western culture though yeah. That we're super unhealed. We've just lost kind of the spirituality of things. But I do believe when we embrace equality, healing, all of those things, we will achieve world peace. It's far off, but um, I love it. And then my – so I – when we were in Portugal, I got a moon tattoo on my ribs. 
it looked like a hockey puck. So I got <laughs> so funny. No, it looked the, like, yeah, hockey puck. No, a hockey puck. Then I got it shaded in in Colorado. Um, then it looked like a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> no, it was more like a pepperoni. Yeah, it was a pepperoni slash chocolate chip cookie. I then went to get it covered up and the person was like, yeah, when you, you should just go get it removed one time. So it makes it a little bit lighter. So I got it removed. The lady messed up and literally sizzled my skin off. <laughs> like It's so uh, fucked up. Tattoo removal is supposed to, um, tattoo removal, it's supposed to like fade it over time. No, my entire <laughs> tattoo no. peeled off and left a gaping wound on my side. Oh I my literally, God. I got my money back. She does not do tattoo removal anymore. Like I sent her photos and was like, what the fuck? She was probably scared I was going to sue her. But I didn't. Dude, you, your tattoo literally peeled off like the in one fell swoop. The whole peeled off as a circle. So it left this <laughs> massive – it took months to heal because it was right where my bra hits me. So oh it took God. months to heal. And then I did end up getting the scar covered up with a big um, – it's a waxing crescent moon, which represents growth. So mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. It has a mandala on the inside. I love it. I really want to get a sun – on the inside of my arm, and then I want the thirteen, fourteen. So those are probably yes. going to be coming soon. <laughs> yes. Wonderful. Let's wrap that question up. Question number two. Yep. How tall are we? <gasps> uh, of course, we have a story about all of these questions. So <laughs> I am five six. Um, no. Okay. No. I was at <laughs> some point. At some point. At some point in my journey at the doctor's offices my whole life I was told I was five six okay so I Mm -hmm, under that under the context of a very professional doctor telling me that I was five six (laughs) I just assumed forever that I was five six because Mm -hmm. hello I was told that by a doctor yeah so five six like 150 145 150 has always been my stature I then was challenged by my younger sister, Camille, because she said she was 5'6", and she's taller than me. So I was like, how could this be true that you're 5'6", and I'm 5'6"? You must be 5'7". So anyway, one day we decided to squash it at the gym, and I stood up with trepidation on the scale to have that little like metal ruler measure you. And sure as shit, I'm under 5'5". Five, five. I'm like 4'4 four, four and 7 eighths. And some. I would say less than that. Three you quarters. You think I'm less than that? Mm-hmm. And okay, well, I am I'm very four, close to 5'6", five, five, but I'm still not 5'6". Five, I'm 5'5 five, five and maybe three quarters. So neither of us are 5'6". You're definitely 5'4"-ish. <laughs> Can you imagine? It would be like if I thought my middle name was Elizabeth my whole life. And then my name is my middle name is Suzanne. That's how it felt when I found out that I was not five well, six. <laughs> Lauren, I feel like you really liked being five six, but you're just not. I'm not. So when that's was, okay. When was the last time you lied? It was today, and it was telling yeah. people you're five six. <laughs> Man. Okay. Damn it. Okay. Question number three. Uh, do you have any work done? Do we For have me, it's a any no. work done? <laughs> It's a sing-song um, episode. For me, it's no. I do not have work done. These titties were from the gifts of God. <laughs> People do ask asked, if they're fake. They're real. We asked the other day 
we were playing this game and it's like, what is paradise? And Michael just goes, <laughs> Cammy's titties on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Cammy's titties on the beach. That would be they're, paradise for They're anyone. the gifts of the god. The, the gift of the goddess. Yeah. So yeah. thank you. Shout out. But I have nothing against work. Honestly, I used to kind of have stuff against it, but now it's just like, this is just your human body, so do whatever the fuck you want. People are going to think you have fake stuff anyway, so just do what makes you happy. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Lauren, what about you? Um, I've gotten Botox a couple times in my forehead, and mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. I haven't gotten it done for like a year, though. I haven't had Botox for a year, and that's the only thing I've ever had done is – some That's right. Botox in my forehead. So, you got the well, because when I shaved right after you shaved your head. <laughs> well, I shaved my head and then I had this massive. I did a handstand in the gym and I stood up and I literally just had it looked like a lightning strike across my forehead and I really didn't like it. So, I got it Botox and now I don't feel like I have it as much anymore. It's not as upsetting for me, so I'm not getting Botox anymore. Thanks. Sis. Okay, number 4. And who would win in a fight? We both had what? braces. I feel like that's work done. We had braces and I just finished Invisalign actually. Right. Yeah. So I just finished we- another cycle of it. I hadn't worn my retainers forever. So now they're back to straight. But yeah. it teeth work does matter. Teeth work matters. And teeth work I feel like is getting work done. But it's just more obvious like are your teeth done or not. That's true. I've never really thought yeah. about it. We have our teeth it's done. It's really expensive. We have our teeth done. It's very expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- shout out to our parents originally and shout out to Cammie for investing herself later in life when she didn't wear her retainers. Mm-hmm. Sorry, mom mm-hmm. and dad. I <laughs> should have listened to you about my retainers. <laughs> I, I just lost mine in Mexico. So <sighs> what a bummer. Hopefully they stay straight. Okay. Question number four, who would win in a fight? And this is, we can just keep it quick because it's obviously me. Obviously me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this is the truth of it. This is the truth of it. Lauren, her whole life could have beat me up. She did a few times as maybe a joke, maybe sometimes out of anger, sometimes when I deserved it. She's punched me a couple times. Those are stories for another time. Now I feel I'm equipped in (laughs) jujitsu. Okay, no, No, I'm kidding. But Michael teaches me how to fight and I'm strong. I could, I think I could kick your ass now. Dude. Honestly, I'm actually being serious right now. Honestly, do you think you could beat me up? In a wrestling match, I think I could hold my own. If we were throwing fists, I think you would (laughs) knock me cold out. (laughs) I would be unconscious in seconds. Dude, you literally Dude, your fist hitting me is a brick. (laughs) I my I have broken so many bones. I couldn't be any more feeble. <laughs> but I'm, I'm quick. so glad. Okay, I'm really glad that you're answering this question honestly because there is I would bet the rest of my income for the rest of my life that I would literally knock you out in 2 seconds. Like I just feel like out. I know. <laughs> my bones are the density of bricks. They're I just don't so break. So dense. Couldn't be more dense. Yeah, like I'm not exaggerating. I'm pretty sure chain 
I'm pretty sure Shane tries to choke me unconscious during sex and I never go unconscious <laughs> and he's really trying. <laughs> he's like, not I trying. Just, <laughs> no, trust me, he is. He's looking at me like, are you kidding me? You're still breathing? Like, I'm breathing still. I will You're not die. still breathing. <laughs> I will not give in. I will not. I will not give in. Okay, question number five. <laughs> This is one of those questions that's just funny from the wolf back. How often do you need to have sex a week? Man, need? Need? Man, I'm going to go with like 12. 500 times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you 12. imagine if you just had like a weekly quota that you had to reach every single week? Yeah. Like How a, often some kind of quota. do you need to have sex? Okay. I want to put this into a little bit of a learning experience for a wolf pack though okay there's no amount of times that you like need to have sex in your sex life to have a healthy sex life so right. it's just it's like a mutual decision with your partner like it can also just you can just go with the flow sometimes you're doing it 24 7 sometimes you're doing it rarely it's only a problem if you think it's a problem well, I think too, you know, life does ebb and flow and a lot of relationships, it's like, geez, sometimes you can have sex multiple times a day and sometimes four days go by and you're like, oh my God, I forgot what your penis even looks like. Like it, it can be a long time. So, yeah. or, so if you're asking if your sex life is healthy, it's probably because it's not. If you're asking yeah. the question, it's probably because you're not satisfied. So mm -hmm. That's that. Need to break it to you. Yep. Okay. Episode episode six. No. Uh, series six is what's the best piece of advice you've received this year? <gasps> I know mine so quickly. What is Should it? I go first? Slow down. <sighs> Man. Mm-hmm. Slow down. Yeah. Slow down. I needed it. Mm. The universe was forcing me to slow down and my body was telling me no. My brain was still telling me yes until mm. I had multiple people say, why don't you just accept this as a gift and just slow down? Like this is the first time in your life you've been able to slow down. And I was like, all right. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. I love that. Mm -hmm. I got so slow. many great pieces of advice this year, but I think – the one that stands out just in this moment thinking about it quickly is this moment when I was on acid and mm -hmm. this incredible healer, her name is Jamie. We can link her. She's a sex coach too. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually going to her retreat next week. But she and I, she was like leading me through something and she just said, shh, because I was screaming and howling like a wolf and just like going ape shit in the forest. Mm -hmm. And she just said, shh, the feminine is soft. The feminine is soft. Remember, the feminine is soft. And it was this moment for me where I had been resisting and resisting and resisting surrender and just like allowing myself to be in my body because I was angry at the masculine and all this stuff. And for me in that moment, it was like uh, that it changed my life. Mm. So I think that would be her saying the feminine is soft. 
like the feminine is kind. It's soft like your heart. It's in your heart. And I was just like, oh my God, thank you. I mean, it was such a breakthrough moment for me. Mm. So that I'm is really excited so to work with her. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are your favorite books? Man, you know what? I'm going to admit something right now. You're not a reader. I, I'm so I'm an experiencer so yeah. much more than I am a reader. I love to read. I love to get lost in a book. But my God, if you say, "Oh, you should read this book," I won't. Yeah, I won't. You're not I a just, reader. It's I. Neither it really I. hurts me. It, I know it really hurts me to say that out loud. I do have some favorite books, though. My favorite book of all time is barely a book. It's more of illustrations, but it's Hidden Messages in Water because it changed my love. life. Um, I love the book. Oh my God, I recommend it all the time. I love the book Pussy. I love the book The Body Keeps the Score. I love Ishmael. There's the, I, I have read a lot in the past, but right now I'm not. Yeah. Those are some of the ones that are coming to the top of my mind. Okay. Those are great. I also have never been a reader. I've it, it has never been like I remember my friends in elementary school being such good readers and loving these book series and stuff. And I would try so hard to be a reader. I wanted to do it, <laughs> but yeah. it just has never really called to me. I went through a phase where I guess I kind of go through up and down. Like right now, I have a couple books on the side of my bedside table that are half read. Yeah, um, I've read a couple. I've read a couple fully through. I actually really like fiction books. So mm. wait, nonfiction are real, right? It's real. Yes. Yeah, and fictions aren't real. Okay, so I I really enjoy fiction books. I can get totally lost in a fiction book if it's good enough. For if it's good enough for my liking, I guess. I mean, people have recommended ones that are so good, and I just don't like them. But yeah. my favorite books are The Nightingale. I read that mm. so quickly. I would recommend that to anyone who loves fiction. I love uh, The Pact by Jodi Picoult. I love all Jodi Picoult stuff. 19 Minutes is another really good one by her. Mm. And then The Alchemist changed my life. Mm. Oh, yeah. The Alchemist changed my life too. Yeah. And I feel like it's a a short read, but it's a book that you read when it calls to you. And I was in Mm. a phase where I had just left a relationship, moved to San Diego, and I read it on the plane ride there and back just read the whole thing and yeah it is such a beautiful story Shane said I keep mentioning it to him so I should read it again but when yeah. I go read it it just still doesn't feel like I should read it right now wow so I don't know I love the albums and I love Siddhartha too if you haven't <laughs> read Siddhartha I would read that okay let's move on to the next question question number eight what makes you lose track of time everything making out Making out. I love making out. I love to make out so much. It's even more than sex. It It makes me lose track of time. Dude, me too. I love to make out. I could make out forever. If you're in a relationship and you're just like not making out that often, I, you know what? I could actually be making out more right now. I want to be making out all the time. Wow. I recommend that even over sex sometimes. I think it's so hot. The other day, Shane and I were making out because I love making out too. And um, we were making out and something happened where both of us were just like 
buzzing into the ether. I don't know what was – we were supposed to be meditating and we started making out and then Shane just fell to the floor. (laughs) And I was like, are you crying? Like it was this really powerful makeout session. But it's just really funny because I – making out makes me lose track of time so fast too. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just out. But I also – I also feel like basically just being alive makes me lose track of time. Like I really struggle with existing in our time. <laughs> yeah, you do. Like I am not good at it. Like you're not I, good at time. No, I'm really not good at time. I'm really not. I don't enjoy it, and it's like. I have just decided to lean into it as divine timing, but I know that it upsets everybody around me. (laughs) It is annoying, but no, it is true. You're not good at time. (laughs) No. And you've tried so many times to work on it and it doesn't matter. (laughs) No, it it honestly doesn't matter. Like even with my clients, I'm like, fuck, I'm two minutes late. We can go two minutes over or 10 minutes over, but I'm like, it it doesn't matter to me. So I actually want to say something right now because I actually had this conversation with a client the other day because she struggles with the same thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I basically was just talking about how people will um, place value on time management. Like you are a good person Mm -hmm. if you show up on time or early, you like hold your plans better. You're a person of your word, et cetera, et cetera. And I've just decided that that just doesn't apply to me. Like I am not, do not measure me based on my time management because you won't like me. I can't, it's, yeah. I don't think it makes you a better person if you're early for every fucking event. Like actually fuck you. Nobody likes No, (laughs) I understand. I, I can understand that. I also do think there's a certain amount of respect in other people's time, like you have to realize that everybody isn't on your schedule. Yeah. And when you make plans at a specific time with a person to constantly be showing up late, even if you're just not good at it, okay, you're claiming you're not good at it. You Mm -hmm. can be not good at it on your own time, but when it's someone else's time, it's a mutual respect thing. And that's my perspective. I just think that I will allow people to decide how they feel about that when it comes to me. Like if yes. it drives you crazy, it then can drive people totally crazy about you. It's something you have to just accept about Lauren. Otherwise you can literally go mad. Yeah. You can go crazy. <laughs> and I, and I'm not saying this as like, just accept it. I want you to know every single time I'm late, I do feel guilty. Like every single time I know it, it's, it's <laughs> like embarrassing for me, but uh-huh. there's just something about it where when I'm leaving the house, I know I could be on time, but instead I remember that I could put the laundry in the dryer. So now I'm late. Yes. I get, I have phases where I get so mad at Lauren. I'll just be in this annoyed phase where it's like, now that you've been late, I just don't even want to fucking record or this. And then some days I'll just decide to do my own thing too, knowing you're going to be late. (laughs) And then that makes me feel better. It's really nice for me when you do that. Like when Mm -hmm. you tell me that you're just waking up and it's like 845, I'm like, yes. Okay, cool. Well, because I I hear you rustling around and you're like, so we're going to record at nine or, and I'm like, it's okay. We can record (laughs) later. (laughs) Because if I woke up 15 minutes before we recorded, I'd still be on exactly when you were supposed to. I'm just really good at time. But, yeah. again, doesn't make me better. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. 
<laughs> it makes me better than you. Okay. I, let me just say, <laughs> let me just put it this way. I cannot have friends who are early and expect me to be early. Like, no, it's kind of annoying. Just, I am not like, I get it. I understand, especially <laughs> because we're around so many military people, but it's one of those things where it's like, I can't feel the guilt every single time. Like we probably won't make it as friends because I'm feeling so guilty. You're so guilty. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're moving on. Question number okay, nine. That's fine. Question number nine. Where would you like to wake up tomorrow? Oh, oh I would like to wake up tomorrow in my new home. I in really, really want to get our home. <laughs> mm. I want to wake up on the floor with no furniture and just like – be so happy. That's what I really want. That's what I really want. And I'm okay saying it. Like, I really want it. I really Man. do. Yeah. It can mm. almost make me cry. I want it yeah. so bad. <laughs> Man. What about you? Oh, I would either wake up seriously right in my house. Oh. Because I've just been doing so much work. And it feels like when I wake up, it's like, Hello, and I know I can go on a walk on the bay. I'm just really excited mm. to be waking up here. Also, I know it's my limited time in San Diego. I, I think I've mentioned mm. it before, but Michael and I are traveling for the whole year of 2022. We're leaving in January, at the end of January, to just hit the road and go travel to foreign countries. And so I've just been really appreciating waking up here. Wow. My second place I would want to wake up is at dad's house. Oh my gosh. I love dad's house. I You just sleep like a baby at dad's. The feeling of waking up sweaty and just the most well-rested. It's always chilly in there. Yep. It's so – the lighting is dim and I just – I walk out, kind of shuffle out and dad wants to make me a cappuccino and it's just like – yep. And then I just lay back down on the couch and it's yeah. so – I never feel more relaxed than when I'm at dad's. <laughs> I know. It's wild how relaxed you can feel. I actually get so relaxed that I'm disoriented. <laughs> like I don't know who I am and I actually get mad. I'm like, I can't all the time. Out. I'm just like completely – and I'm always in his huge sweats and shirts and I'm just like, I can't make it. Like it's a series of just brushing my teeth and going to sleep. It's all it is. And I wake up and also their dogs just greet you in the morning and just hug you. Yeah. But I'm sitting on the couch and dad is making me a cappuccino and that is where I could wake up and be so happy. I love I'm gonna that. Spend we I'm spending weeks there in December and I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, that's going to be so wonderful. I, I love spending knew. weeks there. Okay. Yeah. Okay, next question. Number 10, what do you miss? Okay, wait, I have a phase that sometimes I reminisce on and I really do miss it. Okay, now that you said that, I know mine too. Go ahead. What do you miss? Okay, mine was my stoner phase when what? I was when I was 14. Okay. It was this specific summer. Danielle okay. was my best friend. Wow. We I had a group summer. of guy friends that were like little hood rat skaters. And we would wake up at her house, put on matching skinny jeans and Aeropostale shirts. <laughs> oh, my God. Would you have your Heelys? I didn't have my Heelys. I would have, like, okay. Converse or Etnies. And Man. I would 
I would walk, we would walk to 7-Eleven with change that we collected. We would get hot Cheetos and Slurpees and we would go to our friends, smoke weed, play video games and like walk to the park. Or if it was raining, we'd go outside and like play and we had scooters and bikes. And it was just like the most innocent, but really fun time. Like we did that every single day. And I just was so, I just remember being so happy. (laughs) Wow. You're just ignorant to life still. It's like that phase where you're turning from child to woman. And it's just like, God, the bliss of the hot Cheetos and Slurpees and then the taquitos. And we would walk to either Meadowlark Park and just play. Like I felt like we were just playing. That's so fun. And we thought we were so old. And looking back at it, we were just like these young kids who had no idea what responsibility was. It was so fun. (gasps) That's so cute. Yeah. That is so cute. I I what what do you miss? I miss a different phase. Because I didn't really have a phase like that when I was actually a kid going to a woman. I felt like my whole life. I was trying so hard to be a woman. Mm -hmm. So my phase that I look back on, it's almost a reminiscing too, was when I was in grad school. I have this like very – it's almost heartbreaking (laughs) for me because it was kind of like this time in my life when I didn't realize that it was one of the good times, you know? Like I was totally just – like in grad school, you're kind of in hell, but you're drinking coffee and everybody's working oh, on their papers together. Fuck. It's so, mm-hmm. it's like philosophical and you're getting together and going to like Aztec games oh and getting God. beers and, That's and like wine. That's like making my heart break for some reason. Yeah. Like we all went on a study abroad together to Europe for five weeks and just like went to Vienna and Prague and Budapest and like all these places. And when I look back at that, it makes my heart break because I was the least present ever. Like I I was Mm. in this relationship that I was obsessed with and it it's like all I could think of. I had completely lost myself. And the second grad school was over, it was like my whole next five years really like, at you know, it just kind of ended that five-year cycle. But the next five years was just remembering who I was. Like, yeah. who was I? I lost myself during that time. And so mm. I miss that energy of everybody working towards something and all these brilliant minds together in one place, broke as shit, like – just it's doing so school. Good. Fuck. Yeah. It was. It and it it I could really cry about it. I have cried about it. I'm on the verge of it right now just because if I could go back, it's the one time in my life that I would have done differently. Mm. Like I would have just been so much more present. I would have appreciated it. So yeah. it informs the rest of my life, right? Is like yeah. wow, be present because it's the it's the good times like yeah. every day. Fuck, but it's it's so true. And this is such a good reminder to anyone that's just going through, honestly, at any phase in your life. Yeah. Like, you may be going through the shit, but just know that that is going to end. And this yeah. is a time of in your life that's growth and the journey that's so powerful. And if you're in a really good phase in your life, this just happened the other day with me and Michael. We were just walking over to our little local gas station and to pick up liquor, our little liquor store. And you can see the bay when you're walking by. And I'm like, let's just 
take a moment and think like, these are some of the really fun times we're having. We're in the most beautiful place. Like let's soak that in and just be present in the fact that this doesn't last forever. It's a good reminder for everyone. Wow. I love that. Okay. Let's go to question 11. If you have children, so let's do, are you having, are you wanting children? And then do you want your child to be like you? Are you asking me this? You can answer first. (laughs) I, yeah, I absolutely want children. It's really hard for me not to get pregnant every single day. Like I, it's, my body is begging me and I know Shane is daddy. So it's like, yep, please, dear God. Um, my ovaries are screaming. <laughs> yeah, they literally scream. It's like my okay, so you vagina want tries to suck the life out of him, if you know okay, what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yikes. Also, yeah, yikes. hello. Um, yeah, also, wow. Wait, let me ask you this. How many kids do you want? I think for some reason three just keeps coming up for me. Uh, and then a psychic also told me I was going to have three. So, <laughs> so maybe I don't know. Two, okay, to so maybe two to three. Maybe two to three. Yeah, two to three. And do I want them to be like me? I want them to be like them. And I want them to learn from like the healed version of me. I mm-hmm. think Shane and I do a really good job of really living our lives. So yeah. I hope that our kids really live and that they go for it and they live and they live and they live and they feel the most tremendous heartbreak and they feel the most joy and the most laughter. And most of all, I just hope they're funny. Like I just want to laugh yes. with my kids and like Same. that's <clears throat> that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess that's the hope I have for them is that they have joy in their hearts. Yeah. <laughs> I want to cry. I don't know why. Thinking I'm, about I'm really emotional right now. You're having an emotional day. That's okay. You I've been crying cry. every single day. Oh, it feels just good feels good. I know. So do I want children? Yes, absolutely. I want anywhere from two to four. Probably either okay. two or four. Okay. <laughs> do I want them to be like you? I was going to say the same thing. I, no matter what they turn out like, I want trauma from like ancestral and generational trauma to end with me. Like I want Mm. them to be able to live like me. Mm. Yeah. But in a healed version. Mm. So there's a book my friend recommended, which I haven't read. She said it's amazing, which of course, hello, because I don't read. Um, I just have too many I need to read at this point. So I'm just not going to read any of them. I have a whole bookshelf. Yeah. But it's, um, it didn't start with you. I think that's the name of it. Um, And it shows that trauma is literally passed down in your cells. So from it's passed down on your mother's side from your grandmother and your mom. And it's passed Mm -hmm. down on. um, But your mom to the up to the point where she conceives, I think, or Mm. maybe up till the point where the egg is created. Right. So I think when you're young or you get your first period or something like that. So childhood okay. stuff on your dad's side, it's from your grandpa and your dad all the way up until you're conceived. So for us, it would be like through dad when he was like 32 for me. Wow. So the trauma on your dad's side actually is like more. You can live through more because you live through your dad's full life of trauma. Whereas on the mom's side, you live through grandma and be, I think very beginning of her life. Oh wow! So her tra- yes. So this is a good example and a good thing to reflect on is like we're not just healing from our shit. 
we're healing from generations of trauma. So I want this cycle to end with me. And I do hope my kids are funny as shit. I hope they play. I hope they're, what am I looking for here? We just talked about this. I want them to be a little bit more observant than I was. I feel like I kind of just floated around thinking like everything was fine and perfect and nothing would ever hurt Mm. me kind of at the beginning Mm. of my life. And I think I was really unsafe in in a, a lot of circumstances, just as far as like drinking way too much and I'm not talking about like a a trauma that I experienced when I was drinking but just like in college and in high school like really putting my body just not in a safe space and again it's not on them but I do think it's good to like I don't know just have a little bit of a sense of preparedness in situations and I don't think I really had that it's so I just had this moment that I think it's just so interesting. I just want to reflect on it for a minute because I would say that throughout my life, I've lived so much more whimsically than you, like so much less planning, so much Mm -hmm. less anything, unless it came, unless it had to do with substances. Like I've kind of been the opposite. I'm so hyper aware of my surroundings. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to drink too much because I was terrified of men. Like Mm -hmm. I would never wanted to like let myself go or even like go to concerts or like have big friend groups because the vulnerability of letting myself be in those spaces was way too much for me. It's like I had a massive block against that. So it's really interesting for me how you lived more of a structured life day to day, but then when you would get drunk or like you were just so much more free, I saw it as more free. Um, I was definitely more free, but I don't know if I did not put myself – like thank God for the friend groups that I had had, um, like specifically in college because there were nights like, dude, I'd leave my apartment and not even remember leaving the apartment and then I'd just wake up in my bed. I know it would scare the shit out of me. I hated that. I mean, I hated I that just, phase. I hope my kids, and this is something that I can teach them, is their boundaries. Like teaching them boundaries. And yeah. you don't have to be the most fun one taking a shot every time a man who's 6'5", 220 is taking a shot because you're smaller than them. Like I, I yeah. hope that they – and I want to teach them about what, you know, happened – to me and what those things could have led to. Um, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully they will be a little safer in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. We have a couple more. Number 12, if money were no concern, (laughs) my leg just honestly fell asleep. It feels like it's about to break off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If money were no concern, how would you lead life differently? This question is so hard for me to answer because I have always lived like money was no concern. Yep. Like I – it's one of the hardest things for me to answer when people ask me, well, like, what about money? Because it's – You're like, what about it? (laughs) What about it? What do you mean? Get some debt. I guess my – lackadaisical nature with money came in college when I realized oh or I mean in grad school when I was like yeah I can take out a student loan and go travel and that's where it began for me is like Mm -hmm. oh I can use the system to benefit me yeah I don't I I just have this like two things one raised with privilege money was never a concern for us growing up our parents paid for our college that's what you need to know listening yeah. to this. Like that's the kind of mm-hmm. life that we lived. Um, so we didn't have this like bare bones 
work hard, make it happen kind of thing. It was sort of like, yes, work hard. Yes, we expect a lot from you, but we got you in the mm-hmm. case that you need anything. But I guess if money were no concern, I would probably just not have as much guilt or as much conversation with myself about not doing enough because especially right now, like kind of since I met Shane, I've been in this very like I'm learning. It feels like I'm relearning about love and about the power of it. And so that's informing my coaching, but it's just, it feels like I have kind of stopped working for two months. Yeah. And I get guilty about that. Like I should be showing up more and it isn't, it's not necessarily about money. It's just like I should be producing more. Like that value of like you need to be showing up and producing and producing and producing and that naturally leads to money. And so um, I guess I would just probably have that conversation less. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, what about for you? Uh, If money were no concern, well, I would just put – man, I would just – I would continue doing exactly what I'm doing. Mm. I would, except I would be living in the house of my dreams. Mm, okay. Yeah. I would own, I, I would be doing what I'm doing, putting more, I, I would be giving more money. So I'm assuming like, okay, m- this to me means like you have all the money in the world. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Okay. That was my take on it is uh, I would just continue with this except I would give more money to the cause like to the cause of fighting Mm. sexual assault I would be living Mm. in a house near the beach with a yard in like a three-bedroom house but doing the same thing I would live my life the same in in seeking healing and yeah I feel Mm. that way now, which is so powerful because a couple months ago I would have been like, I wouldn't be working this job and I would be traveling, but I'm about to be traveling. So I'm doing the things now without concern of money because Mm -hmm. I realize it's literally just a number and it does not make happiness. It does not create happiness. Mm -hmm. It's so beautiful. Okay. Question 13. 13. Today's the 13th, so make it Today's good. the 13th. Okay. What are the first things you notice when you meet someone? I feel like going through my energy healing certification course, I realized that I notice somebody's energy so quickly. Mm. So quickly. Even more so mm. in my healing. It's like when I meet someone, I'm just like, uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. I don't want to be around mm-hmm. it. I notice, yeah. he- I notice energy and I notice people's teeth. okay me too with energy and also I I have a hand thing I notice people's hands (laughs) yeah I have a hand fetish I notice how people use their hands I notice if their nails are done if they're bitten if they're dirty I notice (laughs) like the way that somebody's palms look if they're wearing rings I'm fixated on hands I love it that's what I notice number 14 is there anything you wish you didn't know god that's a good question no yeah honestly no I mean sometimes it's like sometimes I honestly am envious of people who just walk through life only as the human experience Mm. because it's like once you realize the expansiveness of our consciousness and the universe in multi dimensions like you just keep having more questions Right. So you're just kind of living in this cycle of like, yeah, literally what is life? (laughs) 
Right. So sometimes yeah. it's kind of beautiful when people are just less awakened, which I, I hate that word, but sometimes mm. I do get envious of those people. Like, yeah. what do you wish you didn't know? Sometimes like when I'm having a meltdown and also like thinking on multidimensional levels, I'm just like, right. Fuck, it would be so much easier if I didn't know that hell and heaven and God exists right inside of me. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, it would be but, so much easier if I didn't have Christ consciousness all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Do I have to be thinking of the universe as a whole uh, constantly? Is it all that is really all the time? Yeah. It's like, fuck. Like, so Do I really have to be this beautiful? I mean, <laughs> I don't get it. And honestly, it does feel the deeper you go sometimes, the more frustrating it can be. Well, the way that I the way that I explain it to, to my clients, so but deep. <laughs> if I could just be a little bit less woke, that would be oh great. <laughs> oh, to fuck. be awakened, to be awakened. Hard. It's like exhausting. Just in Nirvana. Yeah. Um. Oh God. No, but what I was saying, or what I wanted to say, is. <clears throat> When I'm talking about healing with my clients and just with anybody, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that comes up a lot is like when you begin your healing journey, you think that you're just getting happier. Like you're getting happier, you're overcoming things, and you're kind of like finding joy, finding laughter, finding playfulness, mm -hmm. finding peace. But what actually happens is when your heart opens and when you know more of yourself and of the universe, you actually just experience the whole wide range of emotions more. So like yes. you feel heartbreak and you feel it more. Like now instead of just bottling it up and drinking, you're laying on your floor crying and mm -hmm. you fucking feel it, right? Mm -hmm. You also are laughing more and like yes. enjoying more but it's the whole spectrum that's what it is it isn't just all of a sudden you're like only feeling more joy but your baseline does come up like your baseline mood gets better you feel less tired it's like that kind yes of I feel like you're also just more in tune with what those emotions mean so mm -hmm. the sadness it doesn't seem as sad because it feels like it's just a part of it all. It right, feels like, like the God, sadness isn't like, why am I sad? It's like, no, I'm fucking devastated. I'm sad. I'm crying this out. I'm going to sit in a ball because this is what I need. And then you're mm -hmm. over it. So it's like right. you have the skills to be able to tap into emotions without it completely affecting your energetic body, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I love it. And anyway, so yeah, that we sidelined on that question, but I thought that was important to say. I do think that's important. Okay. I Okay. This is our last question. Um, it is? Yes. This is our last question and it comes on, you know, a good time because Lauren's birthday. What has been your favorite age so far and why? Wow. Without a doubt, I really feel like 28 this year this past year has just been the most incredible year of my life. Mm. I I was writing this morning in my journal. It's one of the reasons I was late to record, Camille. It's okay. And I was writing in my journal because I always like to do a year recap basically. And I was just writing and writing and writing and it was just pouring mm -hmm. out of me like all the things that I went through. Like 
exactly one year ago was the first time I ever did Bufo. It was like the blast off for my whole mm-hmm. existence, really. And it's just I met so many people. I grew such like so much ability in my heart. I opened to Shane. Like I met Shane. I watched you heal. Like the most important experiences of my whole entire life were this year. I reconnected in a different way with Kimmy and like yeah. spent time at dad's and just <clears throat> healed and healed and healed and healed and came into my magic and into my power. And guess what? I also started a business and I've literally coached yeah. over 50 people. Mm-hmm. Like 50 people in the past eight months. Like I just, this Mm -hmm. year, if you, if I wrote it all down and I tried to today, it looks like it's a whole lifetime. So I'm just so grateful to my body for carrying me through everything and just being there for me and showing up and keeping me healthy and whole and like Man, it was a wild ride. That felt like literally an entire lifetime of experience in one year. Yeah. So I'm going to go with this year was my best year. I love this year for you. And yeah, it makes Thank sense. You. It's not just because it's the most recent. It's just been so much Yeah. Growth. Last year in October, I was in Tulum at this time last year with mom. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Damn. I love this year for you. Thank you. My what best about you, year? Man, all honestly, it's been six months since I turned exactly six months since I turned twenty six. So to the day, exactly, to the, exactly, the day. exactly to the day. So this year has been the best and the hardest. It was when I quit my job. Obviously, I had my first DMT experience, solo travel, connecting, healing. This has been such a powerful year. The most happiness and sadness I've ever felt, I think, all in this year. Mm. Reflecting back, my best year was the end of my 23rd year into the first half of my 24th year. So Mm -hmm. in that time, I quit my first job in L.A. I ended a long-term relationship I had found yoga teaching at that time. So I dug really deeply. It was the first time I was kind of getting into my spirituality. And I yeah. moved to San Diego and I, I moved into an apartment by myself for the first time. So yeah. that year long phase was just like me cooking dinners for myself, living in this cute apartment, exploring who I was I was really good at my job. Like I lived in San Diego. Mm. I moved near you for the first time in years. And then at the end of that year, I met Michael. It was just such a good year. It was such a good year. Remember we had Sissy Tuesdays? We had Sissy Tuesdays. We would have Sister Tuesdays. Yes. I was doing a 5 a.m. yoga class with Ashley and then she'd come over for breakfast. It was just like this really fun year of self-development for me. And Mm. living alone, I would – I always recommend – Everybody lives alone for like know, six months so to important. a year at least. It's so important because you real you recognize your schedule. Yeah. You recognize what you want to do and then you can bring someone into that and fit them into that piece. But just I would take myself on dates. It was just so fun for me. Yeah, I that was a living really alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. I love living alone. Mm-hmm. Okay. That wraps up our questions. Wow. And I hope everybody learned a little bit more about us and gets, and I hope you 
reflected on your answers. Um, and if you felt a question that you felt like you really connected with and you're like, Oh my God, I love this time. You should DM it to us. Yeah. We love to read your responses to some of these questions. So thank you for listening and getting to know us a little bit more. Wolfpack, we love you. We love you. (laughs) Okay. So I do want to end as promised. I read through, um, so my mom's best friend who passed away of cancer, over 10 years ago now, 11 years. She was a very deeply spiritual being, um, hardworking woman. She ended up getting lung cancer and it didn't make any sense. Her physical body, what she was, didn't make sense. And my mom was able to read me her journals from the last few months of when she was alive. I think that this, these two sections are two sections I've cut out. And then I want to cut out another one and hopefully read that on another episode. But I think it's so beautiful to reflect back on somebody's last moments. Um, also, wow. if this is triggering for people, just know you don't have to listen. But this is her journal on why she believes that she got cancer in the first place. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to say, too, I haven't heard this. Mm. So I asked Cammy to read it to me for the first time here. So I'm going to be digesting with y'all with the pack. Yeah. Yeah. My mom read these to me a couple weeks ago um, and it just hit exactly what I was going through at the time. Mm -hmm. And just a beautiful reminder of what actually matters in life. Okay. Mm -hmm. So her entry was, why did I get cancer? Question, where am I out of balance? I believe for too long, I haven't laughed. Too many years have gone by with so much seriousness and concern to get ahead make money, create a future without the balance of play, laughter, friends, and for me, creativity, i.e. decorating, writing my book, doing motivational speeches and seminars, the things that put me in dharma. I have instead created an everyday lifestyle of the opposite of what I love. Instead, I have been starting and doing business, the good service, good schools, the swap meets, the hot dog stand, Gypsy's Place, which is someone she used to watch over, and now real estate. Although all of these endeavors have come from a creative idea that was born and special from my imagination, none of them have been fulfilling because they were inventions and businesses that I had to do that hurt my soul, hurt the spirit, the true essence of who you are and who you have become, with regard to understanding and practicing, the universal laws were sacrificed for financial gain. I do understand oh you God. need to. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. I do understand you need to make money, of course, but I know better than most the law. Do what you love to do best. Live your dharma. That what you were born to do and the financial part comes automatically. For me, this would have been teaching metaphysics to write books, teaching and motivating people, giving them hope, inspiring them. Teach that anything is possible. So why haven't I practiced what I know to be true for me? I have this false perception that I, the ego, part of me needs to make money first and then I will be able to do things that I love to do and what comes natural to me. This totally cancels out what I know I practice. My answer 
to the question, that part of me, why and where I'm out of balance, I have it all backwards. And then she writes pages and pages of of um, about her journey and what she's going through and how she felt the cancer had left her body. And then she was told she basically had a, a month or two to live. And um, this is a couple months before that. Uh, 8-20-09. Is this why I got cancer? Was it a way of stopping the madness, the wrong direction that I keep going, the attitude I need to make money first no matter how stressed I get, no matter how much I have to put my true desires on the back burner, no pain, sickness, compromise, no gain, but then I got cancer and everything else becomes meaningless. <laughs> And I just want to say I'm so honored to share what Donna has to offer because she didn't know that later in life she would teach and inspire others, just not through her voice. So we get to speak through Donna now. She gets to speak through us. And I thank you all for listening. And I hope that (laughs) I hope this inspired you the way it has inspired me. And Lauren, it makes me feel so emotional because you've been saying for weeks, like I haven't wanted to hear the journals for some reason. Like I've been kind of avoiding it every time you were like, can I read it? And I'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah, in a minute, whatever. Um, but there was something that you kept saying, which is like, we're living for Donna, like Donna's living through us. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing. Like we're teaching metaphysics, we're teaching the law, like she said, you know, like we're teaching that and we're Mm -hmm. really doing it. Like, I'm so proud of you, Cammie, and I'm, I'm really proud of me. I'm so proud of you. For going for this. I'm so proud of you. And I just think this is a beautiful reminder to everyone else. This is from a deeply spiritual woman who believes she the reason her body was with cancer was to tell her her whole life she had been working in the wrong things and doing the wrong things for money, financial gain, ego. And she's right that when you do what you love to do, the financial part comes. So it's just a beautiful reminder that at the end of our life, the only thing we truly look back and reflect on is fulfillment. It's not money. And it should be a reminder all the time to follow your joy, follow fulfillment, that it's all that matters. I think too, like when you're doing the decision making, like when I left my ex, I literally had no money and I had all debt. Mm-hmm. Like literally nothing. I had quit my teaching job and I was so scared. I'm like, what am I going to do? I was panicked over money. And it's like when I began to do what I loved, it's like money it, – it isn't that money doesn't matter. It's that it comes. It's like yeah. what Donna said. It comes. Mm-hmm. And you just have to trust in that and surrender to the fact that when you are bringing your magic to the world – the amount of money that you need comes. It comes. Yeah, it does. Gosh, that journal entry was so beautiful yeah. for this this year. Like, thank mm-hmm. you for reading that, Cami, and for being so 
just vocal about your desire to read those because yes. that is so special. Yeah. It made sense oh. today on your last day of your 28th year. And, and we got to leave the wolf pack with a really long episode yeah, yeah, because next week we won't be here. <laughs> That's right. Next week, just as a reminder, we will not be here. But thank you for listening. Thank you for getting to know us. Thank you for getting to know a piece of Donna today. We honor mm. and live through her. She lives through us. And we love you so much. We love our wolf pack we so much. We love you. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. <laughs> 